Hello and welcome to the Zero to Finals podcast. My name is Tom and in this episode I'm going to be talking to you about congenital structural abnormalities. And you can find written notes on this topic at zerodefinals.com slash structural abnormalities or in the gynecology section of the Zero to Finals Obstetrics and Gynae book. So let's get straight into it. Congenital structural abnormalities of the reproductive tract are caused by abnormal development of the pelvic organs prior to birth. This can lead to menstrual, sexual and reproductive problems. These abnormalities may be the result of faulty genes or occur randomly in otherwise healthy individuals. This section covers some of the key congenital structural abnormalities that you may encounter in your exams and during your career. Firstly, let's start by talking about the basic embryological development of the female pelvic organs. The upper vagina, cervix, uterus and fallopian tubes develop from something called the paramesonephric ducts, which are also known as the malarian ducts. These are a pair of passageways along the outside of the urogenital region that fuse and mature to become the uterus, fallopian tubes, cervix and the upper third of the vagina. Errors in their development lead to congenital structural abnormalities in the female pelvic organs. In a male fetus, anti-malarian hormone is produced which suppresses the growth of the paramesonephric ducts, causing them to disappear. Here's a tom tip for you. If you remember one thing about the embryology of the female reproductive system, remember the malarian ducts. Medical school exams are unlikely to test your knowledge of the embryology of the female reproductive system in detail unless the exam is specific to that topic. However, they may refer to a congenital structural abnormality and ask you what structure in the fetus this relates to. The answer is the malarian ducts. Equally, they may ask why males do not develop a uterus and the answer is anti-malarian hormone. Let's talk about a condition called bicornuate uterus. A bicornuate uterus is where there are two horns in the uterus, giving the uterus a heart-shaped appearance. This can be seen and diagnosed on a pelvic ultrasound scan. A bicornuate uterus may be associated with adverse pregnancy outcomes. However, successful pregnancies are generally expected. In most cases, no specific management is required. Typical complications of a bicornuate uterus include miscarriage, premature birth and malpresentation of the fetus. Next let's talk about imperforate hymen. Imperforate hymen is where the hymen at the entrance of the vagina is fully formed without having any opening. An imperforate hymen may be discovered when a girl starts to menstruate and the menses are sealed within the vagina. This causes typical cyclical pelvic pain and cramping that would ordinarily be associated with menstruation but without vaginal bleeding. An imperforate hymen can be diagnosed during a clinical examination. Treatment is with surgical incision to create an opening in the hymen. Theoretically, if an imperforate hymen is not treated, retrograde menstruation could occur leading to endometriosis. Next let's talk about transverse vaginal septae. Transverse vaginal septae are caused by an error in development where a septum or a wall 
forms transversely across the vagina. This septum can either be perforate with a hole or imperforate where it's completely sealed. Where it's perforate, girls will still menstruate but they can have difficulty with intercourse or tampon use. Where it's imperforate, it will present similarly to an imperforate hymen with cyclical pelvic symptoms without menstruation. Vaginal septa can lead to infertility and pregnancy-related complications. Diagnosis is by examination, ultrasound or MRI scanning. Treatment is with surgical correction and the main complications of surgery are vaginal stenosis and recurrence of the septa. Finally, let's talk about vaginal hypoplasia and agenesis. Vaginal hypoplasia refers to an abnormally small vagina. Vaginal agenesis refers to an absent vagina. These occur due to failure of the malarian ducts to properly develop and they may be associated with an absent uterus and cervix. The ovaries are usually unaffected, leading to normal female sex hormones. The exception to this is with androgen insensitivity syndrome where there are testes rather than ovaries. Management may involve the use of a vaginal dilator over a prolonged period of time to create an adequate vaginal size. Alternatively, vaginal surgery may be necessary. So thanks for listening to this episode on congenital structural abnormalities. As always, a big thank you to Harry for perfectly editing the podcast and I hope you join us for the next episode where we'll talk about androgen insensitivity syndrome.